Welcome to Timeless Tales, classic stories and poems for the young and the young at heart. I'm Miss Fiona, and over the course of six episodes, I'll share folk tales, fairy stories, classic poems, and short selections from timeless fantasy books. This podcast is a production of the Caldwell Public Library in Caldwell, Idaho. Episode 2, in which we enjoy life lessons from that master Greek teacher, Aesop. Aesop's fables are a collection of very short stories that teach morals. They help listeners to choose the best way to live. We'll share several of these fables today, but there are many more. You can visit the library or you can visit Project Gutenberg online and read these fables for yourself. Or maybe you'll even get inspired to try writing some lesson stories of your own. And now, on with the timeless tales. The Lion and the Mouse A lion lay asleep in the forest, his great head resting on his paws. A timid little mouse came upon him unexpectedly, and in her fright and haste to get away, she ran across the lion's nose. Roused from his nap, the lion laid his huge paw angrily on the tiny creature to kill her. Spare me, begged the poor mouse. Please let me go. Some day I will surely repay you. The lion was much amused to think that a mouse could ever help him, but he was generous and finally let the mouse go. Some days later, while stalking his prey in the forest, the lion was caught in the toils of a hunter's net. Unable to free himself, he filled the forest with his angry roaring. The mouse knew that voice and quickly found the lion struggling in the net. Running to one of the great ropes that bound him, she nodded until it parted, snap, and soon the lion was set free. You laughed when I said I would repay you, said the mouse. Now you see, even a mouse can help a lion. The lesson, a kindness is never wasted. The Crow and the Pitcher Once there was a very thirsty crow. She spied a pitcher. She flew down to see if by any chance there might be some water in it. When she looked in, she saw there was water, but it was so far from the top that she couldn't reach it even though she stretched her neck as far as she could. She stopped and thought to herself, How shall I get that water? I am perishing with thirst. There must be some way for me to get some of it. There were some pebbles lying on the ground. She picked one up in her beak and dropped it into the pitcher. The level of the water went up just a little. She picked up a second one. Plop! The level of the water went up a little more, so one by one, She picked them up and dropped them into the pitcher. They sank to the bottom, and at last the water was pushed up all the way to the top so the crow could drink it quite easily. She said to herself, and this is the lesson, where there's a will, there's a way.
the town mouse, and the country mouse. A town mouse once visited a relative who lived in the country. For lunch, the country mouse served wheat stalks, roots, and acorns, with a dash of cold water for drink. The town mouse ate very sparingly, nibbling a little of this and a little of that, and by her manner making it very plain she ate the simple food only to be polite. After the meal, the friends had a long talk, or rather the town mouse talked about her life in the city while the country mouse listened. Then they went to bed in a cozy nest in the hedgerow and slept in quiet and comfort until morning. In her sleep, the country mouse dreamed she was a town mouse with all the luxuries and delights of city life that her friend had described for her. So the next day, when the town mouse asked the country mouse to go home with her to the city, she gladly said yes. When they reached the mansion in which the town mouse lived, they found on the table in the dining room the leavings of a very fine banquet. There were sweetmeats and jellies, pastries, delicious cheeses, indeed the most tempting foods that a mouse can imagine. But just as the country mouse was about to nibble a dainty, dainty bit of pastry, she heard a cat meow loudly and scratch at the door. In great fear, the mice scurried to a hiding place where they lay quite still for a long time, hardly daring to breathe. When at last they ventured back to the feast, the door opened suddenly, and in came the servants to clear the table, followed by the house dog. The country mouse stopped in the town mouse's den only long enough to pick up her carpet bag and umbrella. You may have luxuries and dainties that I have not, she said as she hurried away, but I prefer my plain food and simple life in the country with the peace and security that go with it. The lesson? Poverty with security is better than plenty in the midst of fear and uncertainty. What do you think of these little stories? Do the animals in the stories act the way you think real animals would? Are these lessons just about animals? Or are they for people too? Aesop wrote hundreds of these little teaching stories. So many we still remember today. And it's 2,000 years later. You may hear people remind you, slow and steady wins the race. Or they might caution you to think before you act to stop acting like they're sour grapes. These life lessons and many others are gifts from long, long ago. Here are three more little tales for you to think about. In the next one, you'll meet one of the people Aesop made famous. This is a story we often think of as the boy who cried wolf. The Shepherd Boy and the Wolf a shepherd boy tended his master's sheep near a dark forest not far from the village. Soon, he found life in the pasture very dull. All he could do to amuse himself was talk to his dog or play on his pipe. One day, as he sat watching the sheep and the quiet forest, he thought, what should he do when he saw a wolf? Ah, he thought of a plan to amuse himself. His master had told him to call for help should a wolf attack the flock, and the villagers would drive it away. So now 
Though he had not seen anything that even looked like a wolf, he ran toward the village, shouting at the top of his voice, Wolf! Wolf! As he expected, the villagers, who heard the cry, dropped their work and ran in great excitement to the pasture. But when they got there, they found no wolf, and the boy doubled up with laughter at the trick he played on them. The villagers shook their heads, and they warned the boy, If you want to be believed, don't cry wolf when there's no wolf. They went back to the village. A few days later, the shepherd boy again shouted, Wolf! Wolf! Again, the villagers ran to help him, only to be laughed at again. More sternly than before, the villagers warned the boy, If you want to be believed, don't cry wolf when there is no wolf. One evening, as the sun was setting behind the forest, the shadows were creeping out over the pasture. And a wolf! really did spring from the underbrush. He fell upon the sheep. In terror, the boy ran toward the village, shouting, Wolf! Wolf! But though the villagers heard the cry, they didn't run to help him as they had before. He's not going to fool us again, they said. The wolf killed a great many of the boy's sheep that day, and then he slipped away into the forest. The lesson? Liars are not believed, even when they speak the truth. Belling the Cat The mice once called a meeting to decide on a plan to free themselves of their enemy, the cat. At least they wished to find some way of knowing when she was coming, so they might have some time to run away. Indeed, something had to be done, for they lived in such constant fear of her claws they hardly dared stir from their dens by night or day. Many plans were discussed, but none of them was thought good enough. At last, a very young mouse got up and said, I have a plan that seems very simple, but I know it will be successful. All we have to do is hang a bell around the cat's neck. When we hear the bell ringing, we will know immediately that our enemy is coming. All the mice were much surprised. They had not thought of such a plan before. But in the midst of all the rejoicing over their good fortune, an old mouse arose and said, I will say that the plan of the young mouse is very good. But let me ask just one little question. Who is willing to bell the cat? The lesson of this story, it's one thing to say that something should be done. It's a very different matter to do it. The North Wind and the sun. The north wind and the sun had a quarrel about which of them was stronger. While they were disputing it with much heat and bluster, a traveler passed along the road wrapped in a cloak. Let us agree, said the sun, that he is stronger who can strip that traveler of his cloak. Very well, growled the north wind. And at once he sent a cold, howling blast against the traveler. With the first gust of wind, the ends of the cloak whipped about the traveler's body. He immediately wrapped it closer around him. The harder the wind blew, the tighter he held it to him. The north wind tore angrily at the cloak, but all his efforts were in vain. 
Then it was the sun's turn. The sun began to shine. At first, his beams were gentle. In the pleasant warmth, after the bitter cold of the north wind, the traveler unfastened his cloak and let it hang loosely from his shoulders. The sun's rays grew warmer and warmer. Oh, the man took off his cap and mopped his brow. Whew! At last he became so heated that he pulled off his cloak and to escape the blazing sunshine, threw himself down in the welcome shade of a tree by the roadside. The moral of the story is gentleness and kind persuasion win where force and bluster fail. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed hearing classic stories as a podcast, I encourage you to visit Kids Listen, a website that helps you find one or more new podcasts you'd like to try. For instance, Short and Curly is an Australian podcast for kids and families that helps start discussions about ethical issues. Music for today's program was from Carnival of the Animals, composed by Camille Sanson and performed by the Seattle Youth Symphony. The recording was made available through museopen.org, a provider of music free of copyright. If you enjoyed this podcast, please join us again next week for more Timeless Tales.